0: and Missoula Sports Center. Billings Senior finally broke through, Frenchtown reascended to the mountaintop, and Florence Carlton kept on dominating the diamond at the state softball tournaments around the Treasure State over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Senior, which finished in second place at the 2019 and 2021 state tournaments, saw Alexis Harris score the first run of the game after a teammate got caught in a rundown on the base paths. Harris, a senior, added an RBI single in the sixth inning to help lead the Bronx to a 4-2 win over Billings West in the championship game at Fort Missoula on Saturday afternoon. Vienna Meyer pitched a complete game, striking out 10 West hitters to help senior to their first state title in 2008. Frenchtown dropped its first game of Saturday's action at the Class A tournament in Hamilton, meaning the Bronx needed to win three games to stay alive, including beating Billing Central 7-2 in the first of two state championship games. Behind an astounding pitching performance from Sadie Smith, who threw four complete games over 28 innings and 438 total pitches, Frenchtown became the first team to come through the loser's bracket and win the Class A title since 2011. Frenchtown's 7-4 win over Central in the final game of the tournament gave the program its 12th state title overall. And finally, Forrest Carlton kept pace, outslugging rival San Ignatius Arlie Charlo 14-11 for its second straight Class B.C. State softball crown and 12th overall in the classification that has only been around since 1999. Montana, welcome back. It's is Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, but not today. So if you want to watch in, you can go check out the ESPN Montana app. Go download it on any and all of your app stores. We are coming to you live from Bill Roberts Golf Course, Helena, Montana. Appreciate the Grizzly Scholarship Association for hosting us and for letting us uh, play in the golf tournament and... uh, for bringing us to the capital city. Missed anything in hour number one. We heard from Montana head coach Bobby Houck, voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran, and new deputy athletic director, Greg Sundberg. He's been a administrator at Montana for a long time. Just got a recent promotion. Also the guy who heads up the Grizzlies Scholarship Association. You'll find all that and more on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, as well as the advocates. It's time now for our senior spotlight presented by blade mclemurray and mclemurray homes mclemurray homes the best custom home builders in the garden city and fierce supporters of prep athletics across the state of montana this week's senior spotlight features odessa zent she is a senior at helena high she's headed to northern arizona she is one of the great athletes period in the state of montana three times over a state champion of the 400 meters three times over a state champion in the 800 meters she never lost one of those races one time period during her high school career she also took second in the 200 meters this year after winning the event a year ago and the only reason she took second is because jaden wolf of billings west ran an all-class record time in the event here's my conversation with the helena high product and northern arizona bound senior odessa zentz from earlier this week well what's up everybody (laughs) happy thursday Hope you're having a phenomenal week so far. We just got off the golf course up here in Helena, Montana. It's the Grizzly Scholarship Association Golf Tournament. They're on their statewide tour right now, so happy to have the GSA on board with us and uh, hosting us up here at the Bill Roberts Golf Course. We're actually recording what you're listening to now here on your Wednesday. We got to tell you that, part of our FCC regulations. But I'm joined by one of the capital city's great high school athletes. It's our spotlight highlighting some of the best senior boys and girl athletes from across the state of Montana and today we are joined by multiple times state track and field champion Odessa Zetz who just helped lead the Helena High girls to the class AA state championship. Odessa thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Very well. One of my favorite things talking to all of you accomplished seniors about what you've done so far and what you have Uh, in the future as well. And we'll get to your future, which includes going to Northern Arizona here this upcoming fall, one of the great track programs in the United States but first let's start at the beginning just tell us about how y- you fell in love with running because I actually know your father a little bit uh, I'm a sports writer by trade and I used to work in newspapers and I worked with your dad Jesse when he was at the Helena Independent Record quite a bit and uh, I know that he's always been incredibly into track and field as well I believe he actually even ran at the University of Montana so uh, how did you get into track and field and that uh, seems like it maybe just comes naturally to you from what your family's background is
1: Yeah, so I feel like I've kind of just liked to run since I was like, I mean, since I could walk. I I used to live in Boise. I was born in Boise until about first grade. And um, I would just kind of run around the house and ask my parents to like watch my legs because I was like, oh, they're moving so fast. Like I want them to see. So that was kind of a, a funny thing that I did. But I think. It was about like fifth or sixth grade when I started to actually want to compete at a higher level. So sixth grade was the first time I did um, the biggest meet. Like one of the biggest meets I've actually ever done was my first year. And um, I went to uh, Sacramento, California for a national meet. And um, I it was a humbling experience for sure. Because I think before I was like, well, I'm actually pretty good at this. Like I'm going to, you know, like pursue bigger meets and stuff like that. So That was fun. But, like, the big meets that I've gone to have been definitely very humbling. And, like, you realize that the talent that there is around the country. But I would say just I feel like the main reason I started doing it was just because I love to do it just for fun. So why not take that love for it and compete against people against the state?
0: Well, very cool. It's, uh, It's great to have such a great passion in something that you love, especially if it's something healthy like track and field and like running. As you first started to progress, though, I mean, you broke onto the scene really early. I I remember when you were a freshman and you won a state championship in the 800 meters. I believe you even won the 400 that year as well. And (laughs) uh, so very rare for somebody to be able to to compete at that high of a level at such a young age. That that probably gave you a taste of it, too, though. So two-part question, how did you think you were able to be so competitive so early, but also having success early? That probably helped motivate you throughout your high school career, too.
1: Yeah, I would say, yeah, I kind of touched on it already, but like the national meet that I went to in sixth grade, and I also went to another national meet in um, Greensboro, North Carolina, my eighth grade year. And all the year in between there, I went on to regional meets too, which were just as competitive against some, there were a lot of Utah girls who were really competitive. So I feel like once I got into high school, I was almost ready for that kind of competition already, even though being a freshman. And I just feel like I kind of have that ability to run under pressure. I would say, like, my freshman year, I probably have never been so nervous before my 400. (laughs) But other than that, like, I just feel like being competitive kind of helps race under pressure, I guess.
0: Senior Spotlight here on ESPN Radio. Odessa Zentz joining us. She is a Helena High senior. Recently, a multiple-time state champion individually and led Helena High to the state championship as a team. One of the most resounding victories we've seen in team. 144 points for the Bengals girls, tying an all-time class double-A meet mark. And Odessa, I know you had a great hand in this, but you also have some awesome teammates as well. Callie Hartnett, who's a former Gatorade runner of the year in the cross country, who's headed to Utah. Carly Ryan, who's also a Division I recruit as she takes her talents to the University of Montana. So you guys have a pretty good roster, but this obviously took a lot of work, a lot of teamwork. So take us through it. I mean, what all went into your guys' team championship, and how did it feel, knowing that you guys ran away with that team title over the weekend in Butte?
1: Yeah, um, I think the whole entire year we knew we kind of had the goal to win that championship because we knew going into this year we had... A lot of talent and a lot of young talent, which is really cool. And um, yeah, I think it was really special to share that moment with Kylie, especially. I wish we could have shared it with Carly too, but her she had a foot injury this year, so she didn't get to go to state. She decided to um, stop doing track just to heal her body for college, which was very smart on her part. But sharing that moment with Kylie was really special because I feel like her and I really started this like legacy for Helena High track together our freshman year because we both had such good success and so sharing that moment was really cool and then it's really cool also the Maddie and Logan Jodorovich on the team they contributed so much to the Logan actually scored the most points on our team uh, and me coming second so it was really cool knowing that there's like this legacy will be also passed on to these girls and they are gonna take great take great care of our team so, yeah, I guess it was just really exciting. And I think I think something about our team is that we all really love the sport a lot. And we love hanging out with each other. Like, this weekend was probably one of the most fun weekends I've ever had, just hanging out with them. So I feel like having a great team culture also contributed to that win. Well,
0: that's so cool. And you are right. You're spot on. Some of the great uh, athletes right now, especially in girls track and field, are some of the underclassmen. You mentioned Logan Todorovich. What an awesome meet for her. She wins... The 100-meter hurdles. She wins the long jump and she places in every other event that she's in. And then Madeline, her freshman sister, also scores a bunch of points as well. So uh, you must have been very proud because I know that th- those two girls uh, particularly, they made so many waves during the spring. But it's a different stage when you're at the state meet. But they definitely stepped up and performed. That probably made you proud as a senior. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. And especially knowing like, I pro- I know the pressure that they were feeling being young athletes. And I feel like when you're a freshman or a sophomore, you kind of have a target on your back when going to those kind of meets because um, obviously as a senior or junior, you don't want to be beat by an underclassman. So I think they had especially a lot of pressure going into that meet, and they just handled that really well.
0: Odessa Jens joining us. She is a senior at Helena High, about to graduate there for the Bengals, just helped lead Helena to the Class AA State Championship as a team, and she was also the state champion In the 400 meters, the 800 meters, and also in the silver medal in the 200 meters as well. Uh, Just uh, just tell me about those events, because sometimes you see sort of the 800-mile, 2-mile, or sometimes you see the 100, 200, 400, but 200, 400, 800 is an interesting combination because it takes both the speed and the endurance, the mental toughness, all of it. So how did you sort of settle upon sort of the, the sprints and the middle distances as your specialties?
1: Yeah, um, I would say, I guess I started doing the 400 primarily first, and that was kind of something that I really enjoyed. And, like, as I got better and better at it, my dad, my coach, just thought that the 800 would be something that I would also be good at. So I started doing that, um, at, like, early on. And I just, I really like those two events, which obviously sounds crazy because those two hurt so bad. And, but they're honestly so fun, and I kind of take pride in how hard they are and I just feel like it's really cool to run events that are really difficult and it kind of, I don't know, it feels a little bit better to win those kind of events. And then the 200, I actually i had no idea that I would be really competitive in that until last year when I just started doing it for fun and then I went to the state meet and got that title which was actually a surprise to me and so, that I don't know, I just like the 200 because it doesn't hurt as bad as the 400 and 800 so I'm really fond of that event and I'm happy to do that and I just knew that it's like something that I can also contribute to the team if I could have success in that event too.
0: Well, it is so funny too, because there, there is a certain element of, of almost embracing and enjoying the pain when you get to certain events in drag and build, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: I, I have a, a bunch of people always ask me like whether the 800 or the 400 is harder. And I would probably say the 800. And I realized that at the state meet because I seriously was like on the ground for a long time. I could
0: not even stand up. <laughs> but yeah, so that kind of solidified that answer. <laughs> well, it it is a great accomplishment for you and your teammates and uh, an awesome run for you. Let's talk a little bit about the future. It's Odessa Zentz here on Nuana's Now, our senior spotlight highlighting some of the best female and male athletes from across the state of Montana. She is about to graduate from Helena High School there in the capital city, and she's taking her prestigious running talents to Northern Arizona, one of the best track programs in the United States. So just take us through uh, the recruiting there, Odessa, because uh, what a powerhouse Northern Arizona has built. We were talking about it on this show earlier last week, actually, about how for all of the sports in the Big Sky Conference, the one with the most national prestige, the one that is the most highly competitive on the national level, is NAU in in both cross country and track and field on the men's and women's side? Flagstaff, obviously, a huge draw for anybody that wants to compete in track because of the elevation, plus the great program that they have down there. So, when did they first land on your radar, and how did this all play out where you you decided to become a lumberjack?
1: Yeah, so um, my dad actually had a lot of preconceived like knowledge about like what programs were something that I would maybe like be interested in. So. At first, I just, I mean, this went back to sophomore year. I just contacted, like, 28 different schools just to see, like, oh, let's see who reaches back out to me. So, yeah, they were one of the one, there were one school that really, like, kept in touch with me till I signed. Like, they were, like, in contact with me all the time. They were asking me how I did. And so that kind of was one of the main reasons I kind of narrowed my schools down to them. And my top three visits, so I did three visits, and one of them was University of Utah, Oregon State, and NAU, and um, yeah, I just, I narrowed it down to those three, especially because of the coaches and the team atmosphere, and when I was on my NAU visit, they just, the team was just so kind to me, they were so welcoming, and I just really enjoyed being around them, and then their coach, Mike Smith, is absolutely amazing, he's like a I don't even know how many times now he's won it, but he's the uh, conference coach of the year again this year. So it's really cool knowing that he is really um, committed to having the women's team be better, too, because the men's program, I mean, they're, like, seriously on top right now for cross-country especially. They've won, like, four of the five last national NCAA titles, and that's pretty cool. But despite that, Mike Smith is still committed to having the women grow and like I, my dad and i have listened to a few podcasts by him and he i mean he only talks about the women which is really cool so knowing that i'm going to a program where the coaches really care about my growth is really reassuring
0: interesting too to hear that uh, you had oregon state utah and northern arizona on your roster or, or on your uh, uh, your potential schools because there is young ladies and young men uh, at NAU. And there's also young ladies at University of Utah and Oregon State from Montana. I know Delaney Bond from Bozeman's out there at Oregon State. And your teammate, Kylie Hartnett's headed down to Utah. There's been other girls yeah. that have gone to Utah. And uh, Elise Stearns, who's from Hellgate, she's down there at NAU. So um, it, that's all to say, Montana has been producing tremendous female track and field athletes for quite some time now. But it seems like these last couple years, it's really hit a plateau. It really hit a crescendo. And you mentioned some of the great jumpers too, like Ashley McElmurray, who is at Nebraska, Lauren Hagan, who's was at Washington. So uh, what do you think about what do you think it is about Montana track and field that's producing these great athletes, and also how much being surrounded by these those great competitors have helped you sort of improve? Yeah, so I would feel I mean, I feel
1: like that legacy for Montana is really cool. And it is really cool that we've had all these amazing athletes go to great programs and are succeeding. Like, Elise Stearns is doing amazing. It's so fun to watch her. I watched a couple of her meets on on live television, and that was really cool to see that. It's really inspiring. But for Montana's sake, I think we produce a lot of tough athletes because of, I mean, we have pretty tough weather. I just feel like we kind of have, like, tougher circumstances to train in. While, like, people in California, they can just step outside and have a perfect day every day. But in Montana, you kind of have to train through different, like, weather and stuff. But I don't know. I just feel like people in Montana are also very just real and very humble and just kind compared to other states. So I feel like having, like, I don't know. And I feel like that contributes to a lot of good teen culture. And I've seen, like, a pattern of that being um, contributed to other people's success. So... Yeah, I would
0: just say I think Montana just creates a lot of toughness. Odessa Zenz, Helena, High, part of our senior spotlight here on Nuwana's Now. And Odessa, now you've been surrounded by great athletes. Now you're going to be surrounded by nothing but great athletes with uh, lofty mm-hmm. goals and even all-American aspirations with some of the people you're going to be around in northern Arizona. So what excites you about that part? Because you're obviously a very, a very self-motivated, competitive, and driven person yourself. But it seems like being around others like that can even help motivate you more.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think about that all the time, actually, about how it'll be really cool and a different experience for me to be around people who are, like, more talented and, like, people that'll actually really, really push me, and I feel like that'll contribute to my growth in college is knowing that I have teammates that have already had success and knowing that I'll be pushed constantly in practice and meets and stuff like that, and so that's just... It's really exciting to be able to do that, and yeah, that atmosphere is going to be really, really cool. And I, the conference meet will be really cool because there's, I mean, our conference is really competitive, but it'll be cool to share that moment and those successes with a new team.
0: Well, last thing for you then, what's your goals between now and then? I mean, obviously, you're probably leaving this summer, probably sooner than later. So what do you think about just leading up to your time in Northern Arizona and what excites you most about when you first get to campus and first dive into the college life?
1: Yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to like have some like independence and just, I think it's just really cool to be able to go to school for something that I really like to study. I'm thinking of going for um, a major in psychology and a minor in political science. So it'll be cool to pursue my next chapter in my life and learn about things I want and I think this summer I'm just I'm gonna have fun with my friends and kind of like a last hurrah. I'm gonna see some family. We're going to Oregon with my um, family here, and yeah, I just I think I want to just enjoy my time here and just get ready for Flagstaff, which I'm very very excited about.
0: Well, we're very excited for you. Should be a phenomenal next chapter in your life, and congratulations on all your success. To this point, Odessa Zentz, a Helena High Senior, joining us here on our Senior Spotlight. It's ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for being here. We're very proud of you, and best of luck with everything in the future, but thanks so much for swinging by today.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Senior Spotlight presented by McElmurray Homes. McElmurray Homes has been building custom homes in Missoula for almost 20 years. They take great pride in the quality and efficiency of their work, they also take great pride in supporting athletes all around the state of Montana. It's new on now. It's ESPN Radio as well as uh, most days, SWX Montana Television. No SWX today, but it sounds like the game that was part of the NAIA World Series. I think Andrew's direct quote was, it was bananas. So uh, a lot of good action going on, high level of baseball. Elsie State. Lewis and Clark State, one of the great baseball programs, small school baseball programs, you're going to find in the country period, they have phenomenal tradition. So uh, high-level baseball you're going to see on SWX until we're back on the tube. We're coming to you from Helena, Montana. Appreciate Odessa Zentz from Helena for joining us as part of our senior spotlight. Let's roll into our latest River City Runners, highlighting some of the best runners from around the state of Montana. I know it's a little redundant because we just heard from one. We got another one and this guy, he is going to the national meet. Laurel's finest levi taylor he's headed to the ncaa outdoor track and field championships in eugene oregon the river city runners is presented by Zootown town sports cards Zootown town sports cards has a new location in missoula 2100 stevens avenue go check them out there suite 102 Zootown town sports cards your go-to spot for all collectibles in the garden city mapping out for our latest rendition of river city runners where we highlight some of the best runners from around the city of Missoula and also the state of Montana. And right now, there's a heck of a lot of great runners on the other side of the Continental Divide over there at Montana State University. Five, count them, five Bobcats heading to the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships beginning next week. In Tracktown, USA, Eugene, Oregon, we're joined now by one of those young men, Levi Taylor, a Laurel native who's a sophomore there at Montana State. Levi, congratulations on all your success so far this spring. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. Uh, First and foremost, let's start with the Big Sky Outdoor Championships. It's such an interesting dynamic in the Big Sky because you guys at Montana State, you've been building. You have such this great team. The spring was filled with all sorts of great marks. And you go to the conference meet, and you have this juggernaut to compete with in northern Arizona when it comes to the team marks. And yourself, Duncan Hamilton, some of the other guys that are distance runners— you guys have to compete against the best of the best from NAU, which are some of the best of the best in the country. So, just take us through sort of your guys' mindset going into that meet, because uh, you probably want to compete against the best, and those guys probably drive your marks pretty high as well. So, what did you guys think going into that meet, and uh, what do you think of the way you guys competed in Pocatello a couple weekends ago? Um,
3: yeah, it was a really good meet. Uh, we came in with high hopes, wanting uh, to compete well with NAU. Um, looking at our... Uh, Looking at our men's team, uh, we figured we could compete well with NAU, that meet, but uh, things didn't really go um, too smoothly that that uh, meet, I would say. But uh, um, but yeah, it went well. Uh, I thought we did well the meet. So,
0: do, do you think that running it as the competition gets elevated? You know, first the Big Sky Championships, then the NCAA West Regional Championships. Does that sort of drive you forward? Does that help you just in, in your race strategy and, and just your t- overall times?
3: Oh, for sure. Um, running with competition is, uh, it's a key to running fast. I mean, um, especially, you know, the higher you go regionals, um, you're kind of just surviving and advancing, uh, kind of just hitting that mark. But once you get to the uh, national stage, uh, you'll definitely uh, see some PRs drop in times for sure, just with the uh, level of competition. So,
0: yeah. Well, take us through your development these last couple of years. Uh, it seems like you've really turned a corner and now have become nationally competitive on your way to nationals. So, uh, what sort of things have gone into your training, and what areas have you concentrated on to really try to improve?
3: Um, yeah, uh, just overall mileage, um, just running miles and miles. Uh, just over the years, years, uh, you just get stronger and stronger, so that really helps. Um, experience too. Just, uh, it was my first regional meet last year, so coming back this year having that experience really helped me but um yeah and then training with uh with Duncan is obviously a great help uh Lyle he's a great coach i mean uh yeah just having those guys surrounding you it just push you every day it really helps so yeah
0: Levi Taylor joining us he's a Laurel High School product and a sophomore there at Montana State heading to NCAA Outdoor Dragonfield Championships next week when you first came out of laurel high school and then you were at montana state uh seemed like a steep learning curve for you but then you had sort of the the silver lining of the pandemic of of getting an extra year there to train and then coming back out here uh these last couple seasons so um how much do you think that helped you and do do you feel like maybe extra training time without using extra eligibility was an advantage for you
3: um yeah uh having a big training block like that can really help um it can go either way. It can either really help you, or it can uh, um, can, can kind of just, uh, you know, put a damper on your training. But uh, for me, I think it was good uh, having that long training block, just putting in miles, just staying focused over that long break um, from races. Really helps. So, yeah, I think um, as far as that went, yeah, it was good for me. So,
0: when I first moved back to Montana in 2011 one of the guys that was uh, a standout there at montana state was patrick casey who also hails from laurel and uh, he has a lot of school records at montana state so or at least is still you know in the top five top ten in the record books and and he's a guy that i believe all the way up until recently ran professionally for a long time so um did did you were you aware of him did you know about him And, and if so did you look up to him when you were growing up there in laurel
3: uh yeah i think um since middle school, I knew who he was, and I was always trying to match his times throughout high school. Um, I think I still am today. He still has the indoor mile record, uh, and I'm always, I'm always striving to uh, uh, get his times. But yeah, uh, yeah, he was a big motivator for me. Uh, he might not have known that, but he set the bars high for me in high school, and they're still high here at MSU. So yeah, it's a good motivator.
0: River City Runners presented by Zootown Sports Cards. Zootown Sports Cards has a new location here in the Garden City, 2100 Stevens Avenue there in the Stevens Center. It's Suite 102. Go check out Zootown Sports Cards. They have all sorts of new packs, and uh, the NFL stuff is about to drop soon. they got all sorts of sweet NBA packs. They also have some singles for you to buy. So go check out Zootown Sports Cards in the Stevens Center, 2100 Stevens Avenue, Suite 102. Levi Taylor joining us from the Montana State Track and Field Program. He's headed to nationals this upcoming week. And uh, Levi, how about the, uh, the regionals this last week? What'd you think of the experience and, and how were you and Duncan Hamilton both able to run such great times in that Chase and punch your ticket to the national meet?
3: Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a great race for both of us. Uh, it definitely, um, went how we planned. Um, uh, Duncan really controlled that race. Uh, it was nice being in a heat with him, um, kind of comforting kind of relaxing having a teammate in the same race as you especially at a high level meet like that so yeah it went well for both of us and i was happy
0: when you're on sort of such a big stage like that what's going through your mind how do you mentally prepare yourself for it and not be intimidated by both the spotlight and the competition
3: um i think just having confidence in your training uh i think it all just happens uh you know in the off weeks during your training uh, um, building confidence, building fitness—I uh, think that's kind of where it all comes from. And once you toe the line, you just kind of just focus on yourself and focus on your own race, and that really helps. So,
0: and now one more meet to prepare for. So, uh, first of all, probably a dream come true for you to, to even say you're going to nationals, but also to be able to go to Eugene, Oregon, which is such an iconic place for. All track and field participants, but particularly, you know, distance runners with, you know, the Steve Prefontaine connection and and all the great runners that have competed there, whether it's at the NCAA Outdoors or the uh, Olympic Trials or upcoming, I think the World Championships are there this summer as well. So uh, has it sunk in yet that you're going to to track town USA this uh, next week?
3: Uh, Yeah, it's it's definitely really exciting. This has been one of my goals for a long time. And uh, yeah, it's just Super, super exciting to just uh, have it finally be there in front of me. So,
0: yeah. Well, it's interesting. Duncan Hamilton had a good tweet the other week. He said, "Hey, if you want to come, if you want to run fast, come to Montana State." And it seems like that is the case across the board. Whether it's you, you two in the Steeple Chase, or Drake Schneider in the hurdles, a lot of great athletes right now putting up exceptional times. But what is it about the training and and just sort of the program in general that's gotten to you guys to this point? How have you guys been able to ascend and become uh, nationally elite runners here in the state of Montana?
3: Uh, Yeah, uh, I think Bozeman is just a great location um, for training, especially when it comes to distance running. Uh, It's in a mountain region, so it's kind of a higher altitude. uh, Uh, we have wow he's just a great coach i think what he puts together here um is just super super good for uh distance running um yeah just the way he coaches the way he does everything um his training schedule i think uh yeah there's just something about it here but uh yeah i think uh anyone can uh come here and run fast so
0: well, super fun. Congratulations to you and your teammates that are headed to UG next week. Levi Taylor, a Laurel product who is now a runner at Montana State, one of five Bobcats headed to the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships. Levi, great stuff, man. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. So there you go, Levi Taylor, Montana State University heading to the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field National Championships. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. How about one of the best goalkeepers in the big sky? Andrew Houghton has his latest podcast out, Snow, uh, soccer, excuse me, in Snow and Smoke. We have an excerpt with Camelia Zoo, the outstanding all big sky goalkeeper for the University of Montana. Some football next here on ESPN Radio. Keep it locked in. Be back soon. Oh, oh, like I'm in Pulp Fiction or something. Welcome back. Duana's Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. You want a six-pack and sandwich of, uh, excuse me, a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warden's Market? We got one for you. Call us right now. our number 2, 1029 That's 888-1029. Six-pack and a Sammy courtesy of Warden's Market. We'll also throw a pair of Missoula Paddleheads tickets in there for you as well. Time now for our Footy 15, which is an excerpt of the Soccer in Snow and Smoke podcast, courtesy of Andrew Houghton, our, uh, one of our reporters and producer at ESPN Missoula. Here is his interview with Camilia Zhu, the goalkeeper for the University of Montana who's playing semi-professionally down in San Antonio this summer. Cam, give us
4: an update first. You know, I know that you were playing for San Antonio this summer because it got announced, I think, about a month ago. But what have you been up to since the fall season? And uh, what does this opportunity sort of represent for you this summer?
2: You know, it kind of just, the opportunity sort of just arose. And it was something that I was really considering to do this summer with playing. Because, you know, last year I went home and just worked. But this year with other soccer opportunities, I really wanted to like, you know, push to like play over the summer. And like be at my best for um, national team commitments and uh, potential uh, opportunities and then also you know be at my best going into into the season instead of starting fresh again at the start of July so yeah just it's been good we've been just training and then we're starting our season next week officially I believe
4: Tell me a little bit more about that team down there that you're playing with. Uh, what league is that? What's the level of competition been like? What are you know, some of your teammates' backgrounds? And what are you looking forward to this summer?
2: Yeah, so it's the um, UWS, so the United Women's Soccer uh, League. It's uh, considered semi-professional. There's, uh, there's a few other semi-professional leagues in uh, the United States. There's WPSL, um, USL, which is new, I believe, and then... The UWS, which is what I'm playing in, yeah, it's the competition's been good. You know, the levels all pretty much collegiate athletes or recently retired collegiate athletes looking to you know um, play uh, after college, or they like, just looking for opportunities. Um, the levels good. You know, we've got like girls with like national team experiences from, you know, across the world. We've got like U-17 Canadian national team experience. We have like Australian and like, you know, we have English girls and it's just, it's been good. And then uh, most recently there have been girls who were on this team last year who was like signed pro to play overseas. So, you know, it's just like, it just proof that, you know, it's a good environment and that, uh, you know, girls are being developed to play at their best and so yeah it's a lot of um more like regional girls and then there's a few like just not even like in the south but including me but yeah it's it's been really good so i'm excited for what what the season holds
4: that's awesome how's the sort of the move down there and the acclimation i imagine the weather is quite a bit different than montana or from british columbia where you grew up but how long have you been down there and how's the uh transition going so far
2: Yeah, so I actually chose to drive down to San Antonio. Um, I left last Monday, no, sorry, last Saturday, I believe. It was about a three-day drive, but I enjoyed driving. It was roughly 27 hours, I think. Um, But I think it was worth it, and yeah, for sure. Like, uh, the biggest change is probably the weather. Obviously, it's not uh, as humid and not as hot in Montana or British Columbia, and it's, you know just constant it really doesn't drop below like 80 degrees right now so yeah the humidity is different but so far it's been good training at night is nice and like, it's, you're never cold which is good so yeah it's been a
4: good experience yeah and I'll ask Jay to chime in here a little bit yeah. just what does this opportunity represent for somebody like Cam how did it come together I mean was was the team and the university
5: involved in in setting that up yeah, honestly, it's it's just another cool part about Cam is she pretty much said this is what she was doing and talked to the right people and pulled the right triggers, and she's there, and, and we fully support her in that. This opportunity is, is something that's pretty awesome in women's soccer and the collegiate level, and, and it's one of many in the area or in, in the United States at this point that gives um, – current collegiate athletes an opportunity to keep playing and you know it's it's sometimes nice after your freshman year to go home and be a kid again and be with your family um but players like 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 cam who are um pretty serious about their development are the sooner that they're getting involved with um semi-professional um teams and developing that comfort level and that repertoire and that experience um the better and so it's it's pretty awesome she her and i've talked about it a lot and have some things set up to to connect with her current coaches down there and just um really really proud of the way that she kind of knew this is what she wanted to do and pulled the triggers and there she is you know and so she's going to be back with us and uh really really excited about that and really excited about the development that she's currently getting from from some other coaches who who know a whole lot about uh the game and about taking care of people so we're excited does it become something that becomes
4: almost a, a necessity to do? Uh, you know, if you're if you're really serious and ambitious about it, as as Cam is, and as maybe yeah. some of your other players on the team are, is
5: it going to be something where if you're not doing this, you're going to get left behind soon? Great question. It is definitely something that we want players to make a mature decision behind. If if um, you know, Cam did a good job of before she went there, she went home and rested for a little while, and. Um, players kind of have to ask themselves at the at the end of spring, um, is this what I want to do, and is this part of my future vision for my career? Um, if they f- really need that rest, then um, then I believe it's really important to listen to your body and your mind and get that rest. But at the same time, you have to balance that with what are your vision, what's your vision for your career, and Cam's vision, and you know the the opportunities that she has ahead of her. Speak that speak to the importance of being involved at this level as soon as possible you know we're going to support her no matter what but it's it's really cool to see her take this opportunity because like your question asks it, it is very very important for a player with big aspirations to be jumping in as as soon as possible it's jay landham
4: associate mm-hmm. head coach at the university of montana soccer team joining me in studio cam zoo the reigning big sky tournament player of the year the best goalie in the in the Big Sky Conference joining us via phone where she's down in San Antonio prior to the beginning of her semi-pro summer season with the San Antonio Athenians and, and Cam, I'll come back to you but just tell me a little bit about your origin story and how you ended up at Montana, sort of in the position that you are now
2: Right, so uh, this is it's probably one of my most interesting stories to tell you know a lot of people ask like how did you end how did you end up here and you know i was like oh well it's a long story so it's um fun. i got i got recruited um pretty much like every high school player back then before the ncaa rule changed so it started in like freshman sophomore year of high school which now reflecting back is absolutely insane and it shouldn't be that way so i'm mm-hmm. glad they did change the rule So my first cycle of being recruited, um, you know, I was talking to schools and things are going great and then they changed the rules. So then, you know, we were just cut off. So then, But it was okay, so was everyone else. So, you know, just kept waiting. And then like towards the end of sophomore year and like entering junior year, that's when you can start getting recruited again. So, you know, that was opening up and then I got hurt. And so, you know, when you get hurt, you don't have film. No one sees you know, and TV play and things like that. So, I was really bummed about that. And especially while I was hurt, was when people started like getting offers and things like that. So, like honestly, within my mind, I was a little worried because I was like, "Gosh, like, you know, people are making like huge advances in their like um, like college like careers, like the futures." And I'm, I don't, I haven't even really talked to anyone yet. But you know, like through my mind, I wasn't like. I was worried, but, you know, I just kept, like, tying myself, like, you know, trust in, like, the player that you are and that, you know, people will want you. And so, obviously, the other issue is, like, you uh, we're not, like, from the United States, right? We don't play in the United States League. It's not easy for, like, coaches to come see us, you know, whereas, like, you know, a typical American, like, uh, high school kid, like, you can just plan all a weekend and, like, you'll have coaches come out and, like, you'll get the – you'll get people watching you so it wasn't like that for us so it was really you have to take a hold of the chances that you get and so you know going into my junior year I was being recruited by LSU and um, Houston the University of Houston and then also at the time Yale University and uh, Rice University so What happened was that Yale fell out first because they had, uh, it was actually the college admission scandals at the time. So um, it just kind of ended there. You know, I I just didn't want to follow through with that and everything going on. So Yale dropped out from there. And then um, at that point it was Houston, LSU and Rice. And so LSU dropped out sorry, yeah. Rice dropped out because they had a coaching uh, change. Their coach quit or left, and then um, LSU's coach actually went to Rice. But then at that point, it was just a whole revamped, like you know, program that I didn't really feel comfortable with. And so, pretty much, like my answer was like given to me. Like I didn't have to choose anymore. I was going to be Houston. So. Um, It was going into the summer of my senior year of high school, so I was already pretty late. My entire class had pretty much already committed to Division I schools, so I was one of the last, and um, I had chosen, I had elected not to go on an official visit yet because I was um, going on summer vacation with my family, actually, and I had chosen uh, um, to go on a visit after I had come back from summer vacation, and I was going to be in school and while I was on summer vacation in New England um, I think I was in Boston and they I got a phone call and basically it was the worst phone call of my life I think I've had so far mm-hmm. and what had happened was that their athletic administration so not the coaching staff but their athletic, athletic administration had had an entire coat, like an entire um, staff change like fire and rehire kind of thing and they the new people who came in completely reorganized the money that soccer um, had available. And at that time obviously I was like a late recruit and when you're a late recruit there's not much money left. So it was tight. And so all of a sudden that's the money that they thought they had for me was just gone. And so you know I'm really grateful for the coach for being honest with me because he really he really didn't have to tell me that you know that money was gone he could have mm-hmm. just told me and I could have signed and then found out later so I'm really grateful for him He's telling me and he he told me he goes I don't know if this is the right place for you anymore and you know I had a little bit of a, a like high school crisis I guess you could call it <laughs> you know um I'm, a, I'm going into my senior year of high school and I feel like I'm in like sophomore year again and like sending out, like, I'm like making like like mass, like send math, sending mass emails and like, you know, just like starting all over again, going into my senior year. So, and it was just so much stress. And I was, and the issue was that I wasn't even at home. I was on vacation. I wasn't going home for another week. So there's a lot of stress, but um, you know, ironically I had, Just a lot of the schools that were recruiting me were on the East Coast, so I just, I really wanted to, you know, maybe look out West again, and so, you know, I started reaching out to people on the West that I hadn't before, and so the issue that I ran into was a lot of people were telling me, hey, like, we're interested in you and we're really like you, but we really just don't have any money, and so it was just, (laughs) I kind of accepted it at that point, and so um, I sent an email to Chris, so... Um, Montana kinda of just showed up on the radar and like I kinda of just reached out but ironically while we were in New England the, the the van that we rented had Montana license plates and that was just something I thought was really funny and I was like, Hey mom, I'm like gonna reach out to Montana She was like, Okay, cool But you know, sent an email to Chris and then Jay responded actually. Okay. And I was not expecting that because I had I had I had come home already, I was it was like, in the summer. It was like late August, I think, or like something like that. And I was I was out with my mom, and I get this phone call from, <laughs> like, unknown caller. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, you know when it says, like, where the callers from? And it says, like, Tennessee. And I'm like, I never reached out to a school in Tennessee. Decline. Yep. So um, I declined Jay, actually. <laughs> uh, yep. Didn't, you know. <laughs> it's
5: a great it was. way to start the relationship. In my
2: head, I was like. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I just, I didn't really, I didn't expect for Jay to call me, obviously. And I didn't know, I didn't, I never reached out to a school in Tennessee, so I just, it was automatic. And you know, he left me a voicemail and sent me a text message. And I think I like freaked out while I was out with my mom because I was like, "Oh my god, mom, I just declined it." <laughs> and I was, she's like, "No, it's okay. Like, you know, call it back." I was like, "Okay." So yeah, you know, called and talked and like, you know, when I picked up, I thought it was just going to be him, but you know, on. On the other side of the phone was Chris, Jay, and then um, a previous coach also. So, yeah, it was. It, that's how it really just got started. And then, yeah, I had uh, another school that I was thinking about also. And, you know, after I visited, uh, it's pretty pretty obvious which school I wanted to go to. Like, I didn't even have to tell my mom. She's there. I already know which
0: one you want to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, that's my little story about how I ended up in Missoula.
0: So, there you go. 4015, an excerpt from Soccer in Snow and Smoke, courtesy of Andrew Houghton. One more break, back at it. Live from Helena, Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big.
4: One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. Have you ever seen a whole thing? Would you drove to the streets because you grew up on show change? when the badge. It remind me when these rappers dropped us and they close change. At the park with the low fade. I was standing in front of Knicks with my for the whole day drive-bys that was road rage we park and hop out learn levels to the soul
0: thing old school play the oj well here we are we're out of time as always but thanks so much for being here new down now espn radio we're coming to you live from bill roberts golf course the grizzly scholarship association tournament up here thanks so much for the gsa as well as the university of montana athletic department for hosting us Missed anything in the show great show impromptu Appearance from Bobby Halk, Montana head football coach, plus the voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran, and Greg Sundberg, head of the GSA and deputy athletic director. We also heard from Odessa Zents of Helena High, Levi Taylor, a Laurel native who runs the Montana State, and Camelia Zhu of the University of Montana soccer team. Podcast presented by SportsBet Montana and The Advocates. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, The advocates, they will provide help for you. No out of pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge 406 640 4444 today, or you can visit montanaadvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.